Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Global Venturing Review Podcast. My name is Jerry Hillis. I'm the editor of GlobalUniversityVenturing.com and GlobalGovernmentVenturing.com. And as always, I will also bring you the news from GlobalCorporateVenturing.com. We are back from our annual GCV Symposium and GovFusion conferences, our London events bringing together CVCs and university tech transfer leaders from around the world. Some 500 delegates gathered at the County Hall in a packed room overlooking the Houses of Parliament to network and exchange ideas. Gov also handed out its awards during a gala dinner, with Alison Campbell taking home the Lifetime Achievement Award and Indiana University Research and Technology Corporation CEO Tony Armstrong collecting the award for Tech Transfer Unit of the Year. There are summaries about the two days' proceedings on GCV and profiles of all the award winners on Gov, so do head on over there and check those out. And while you're on Gov, you should also take a look at our five-year data review into university spinouts, which has been gathering a lot of traction over the past week. Now enough about us, time to look at the news. Starting with deals. Reports last month suggested Alibaba's financial services affiliate and financial was set to raise money at a gargantuan $150 billion valuation, and the size of the round now seems to have been pegged at $10 billion. Sources told the Financial Times that Tamasek, the Singapore state-owned investment firm, as well as Carlyle Group, General Atlantic, Silver Lake Partners, Sequoia Capital China, Warburg Pincus, BlackRock and the Canadian Pension Plan Investment Board are all set to take part, and the capital will be provided in the form of a convertible note financing that will convert to equity when and financial floats. Uber last raised funding in December when SoftBank invested $1.25 billion at a $68 billion valuation, while at the same time leading a consortium that bought more than $7 billion worth of shares in a secondary transaction that valued Uber at $48 billion. Things seem to be looking up now, with news that backers including TPG, KOTU Management and Altimeter Capital are set to invest $600 million through another secondary transaction that will value Uber at $62 billion. The company has also revealed that it grew its Q1 revenue at about $2.5 billion, while cutting losses to a still eye-watering $304 million. And in more proof that a ride-hailing gold rush isn't over, Kareem is in talks to secure $500 million in funding at a $1.5 billion valuation. Kareem, which focuses on the Middle East, North Africa and surrounding markets, counts Didi Xujing, Rakuten, Saudi Telecom, Altaya and Daimler as investors, and closed its last round at $500 million in June 2017. Grail became one of the quickest medtech companies ever to reach the $1 billion funding mark, and now the Illumina spin-off has raised another $300 million in an oversubscribed Series C round, co-led by the Wushi AppTech-backed Six Dimensions Capital, that also featured Wushi subsidiary Wushi Nextcode. Earlier investors in the company include GV, Tencent, Amazon, Bristol-Myers Squibb, Selgene, Merck Co., Varian Medical Systems, Johnson & Johnson UK Treasury, and McKesson Ventures. Bree Biosciences has launched a company that plans to combine R&D, data technology and strategic asset licensing to provide medicines that will help Chinese patients fight conditions such as infectious diseases, lung and liver diseases. It's raised $260 million to do just that from investors including Six Dimensions Capital and Wuxi will also provide access to its R&D resources as part of the deal. 
Orbeck develops 3D motion sensors as well as 3D camera equipment and has raised more than $200 million in a Series D round led by Ant Financial. The round also included Foson Vehicle RZ Capital as well as Saif Partners, Green Pine Capital Partners and Changlangsheng Capital and shows that the sensor technology space is continuing to advance in the wake of the thriving Internet of Things sector. And HMD Global licensed the rights to manufacture Nokia-designed and branded phones about 18 months ago and has now secured $100 million in funding at a valuation of more than a billion. Ginkgo Ventures led the round and another Foxconn subsidiary, FIH Mobile, also participated. HMD will use the funding to expand the range of Nokia phones it offers. OLX, NASPA's classified listing subsidiary, has provided $89 million for automotive e-commerce marketplace Frontier Car Group in the form of Series C funding. The deal, announced less than a month after Frontier Series B round, also represents the first investment for OLX's corporate venturing subsidiary, OLX Ventures. And Outreach, a developer of customer engagement software, has raised $65 million in a Series D round backed by Microsoft Ventures that valued it at about $500 million. The round also increased Outreach's overall funding to $125 million, Microsoft Ventures having first invested as part of its Series B round two years ago. The cash will be used to enhance the company's machine learning and analytics-equipped technology. Rain Therapeutics, finally, a US-based cancer-focused biotechnology developer based on research from University of Auckland, has closed an $18.4 million Series A round featuring the Inventors Fund, managed by the institution's own tech transfer office, Auckland Uni Services. The round was led by Biotechnology Value Fund and included perceptive advisors as well as assorted private investors. The money will enable Rain to advance the clinical development of taloxotinib its lead candidate aimed at a certain rare type of non-small cell lung cancer that affects approximately 6,500 patients in the US each year. With that, let's take a look at new funds. Legend Capital, the venture firm established by Lenovo owner Legend Holdings, is going from strength to strength, having just put together its second RMB-denominated healthcare fund, its third in total. The $157 million fund will invest in technologies such as genomics, medical devices and diagnostics, innovative medicines and precision healthcare. And on global university venturing, ICANN School of Medicine at Mount Sinai, a medical research division of Mount Sinai Health System, has established a $10 million fund called I3 Asset Accelerator aimed at commercialising Mount Sinai's research. The fund will offer capital to propel the development of initial stage projects. And on global government venturing, Italy-based venture firm P101 has announced plans to launch a $142 million fund with the support from the European Investment Fund, the investment arm of the World Bank, and private equity company Fondo Italiano di Investimento. The fund will reportedly be known as Programma 102, and is also being backed by Azimut and Fondazione Sardegna. Let's move on to exits. Salesforce is looking toward its next IPO exit after Adaptive Insights, the developer of a cloud-based business planning platform, filed for a $100 million IPO. The company has raised more than $175 million in VC funding, including $45 million in a Salesforce background five years ago. Though neither Salesforce nor Royal Bank of Canada unit RBC Ventures 
are among its main shareholders. Neurostimulation device maker Electrocore has filed to raise up to $74.8 million in an initial public offering on Nasdaq, having secured $120 million in funding over the last four years. Part of that funding came from Merck Global Healthcare Innovation Fund, which is one of its two largest investors, and the IPO proceeds will be used for R&D, recruitment and the expansion of the company's distribution channels. Essential Products sprinted out the blocks, raising $300 million in its second funding round last year at a $900 million to $1 billion valuation, but negative response and low sales for its inaugural smartphone have reportedly led it to investigate a sale and to cancel development of its next phone in favour of a smart home device. No word on a buyer yet, but its investors include Amazon Alexa Fund, Tencent, Access Industries and manufacturing partner Foxconn. FanDuel was once a bright young thing, before regulatory issues cut into its business and drove it to seek a merger with fellow daily fantasy sports operator DraftKings. That deal didn't come off, but it is set to be snapped up by Paddy Power Betfair, which is investing $158 million into merging FanDuel, a spin-out from University of Edinburgh, that is backed by Alphabet, Comcast and Time Warner, with its US assets, forming a company in which it will have a 61% stake. Considering those assets have a reported value of $612 million, investors in FanDuel, once valued at more than a billion dollars, look likely to take a hit. And finally, on global government venturing, German public-private partnership Hightech Gründerfonds has celebrated the first initial public offering of a portfolio company. Enfon, a Munich-based cloud telecoms business, received its first investment from HTGF in 2008 and has raised around $59 million from its listing. And finally, let's look at people. Tom Zhang has left GV, the corporate venturing unit formerly known as Google Ventures, to join China-based venture capital firm Sinovation Ventures as chief data scientist. Zhang joined GV, a subsidiary of internet and technology group Alphabet, in 2014 and was an engineering partner at the unit. He'd previously worked for nine years at Google as a data analyst. Compass Partners, a private equity firm based in London and Stamford, Connecticut, has announced that James Kester has joined the company to increase origination in the US. Kester had previously worked for the Abu Dhabi Investment Authority's private equity department as chief investment officer. And with that, once again, you are all caught up on news. As always, there is more on globalcorporateventuring.com, globaluniversityventuring.com, and globalgovernmentventuring.com. And if you are sad that you missed last week's conference in London, don't despair, for we are coming to the US in November, where we had a CVC-focused conference last year around automobile and oil and gas, and this year we will be adding a university track in partnership with NSET2, which we are very much looking forward to. So do save the date, November 8th and 9th in Houston, Texas. If you do have any feedback you would like to get in touch, feel free to email me at thelis at globaluniversityventuring.com. That's T-H-E-L-E-S at globaluniversityventuring.com. Also feel free to ask me questions about our conference in Houston. Don't forget to recommend us to your friends and colleagues and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you download this podcast from. If you're in the UK, I hope you are enjoying the bank holiday and everyone else, I hope you have a productive week. Goodbye.
Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.